Yo. Yo. This is really happening. Holy shit. What's up, dude? How are you, man? I'm Kooji. Nice to meet you. What up, Kooji? I'm Shay. Oh, I know who you are. I know a lot. <laughs> First and foremost, I want to thank you for doing this. Very last minute. I didn't think shooting my shot on Twitter would work, but here we are. Yeah, you just so happened to catch me when I was looking at my mentions at that particular moment. Hey, you know what? It worked out perfectly. How are you, man? I'm good. Let's, let's, get, let's get right into it, man. For the, let's do it. Who don't know but should know, who is Shea Corona? Are we recording already? Uh, do you want to stop recording? Shoot, shoot, no, shoot. we're good. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I just wanted to make sure. <clears throat> All right. What did you say? What? Oh, who am I? Yeah, I'm Shay. No, no, but should know. Uh, I'm Shay. I write about things for a living. And that's it. There's a lot more to you, I feel like. <laughs> there's so much more to you already yeah 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 um no that's the main thing like that's how i make all of my money is by writing so that's the thing that i say first let's, and, and then and then beyond that i just sort of you know make some jokes on the internet with my friends let's talk about the writing thing because i think your story is interesting that you just started you you were teaching yeah you were you were doing a little freelance how did you be go from teaching to a full-time writer and become one of a a New York's bestseller like that's just not a you took a hobby to like a wild career like how did we get here it all happened by accident really I was as you mentioned a teacher I taught for nine years at a middle school in South Houston mm -hmm. and that was the job I thought I was going to do for my whole life uh, I thought you know I'm going to teach a couple of generations of, of kids and then retire and that'll be that but Early on in my teaching career, I needed to make some extra money because my wife, uh, she had some medical complications that prevented her from working for, for a little bit. And I was trying to like, you know, whatever, apply at Target or, or Papado or these sorts of jobs. And, but each time I went on an interview, they would tell me that I weren't going to hire me because I already had a full-time job and I couldn't work when they needed me to work. I kept running into that. So I'm just like Googling work from home jobs, just trying to make a few extra bucks. And writer was one of them. And, you know, I, I read a little bit about it and it said, all you need is the internet and, and the computer. And so I said, I, I guess I'll do that one. And then I just started, you know, researching how to pitch places, started emailing people, figuring it out that way. I did that for several years. And then uh, I think around 2013 or so, I got a, I got like a, my first proper writing contract through uh, ESPN's Grantland with Bill Simmons. And then in 2014, that hired me, they, they brought me on full-time. The first one was just part-time. That one was full-time. And then, you know, ever since then, I've just been writing stuff. That's so amazing. Just to like, think like by accident, it turned into something so much more bigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild to think about anytime I like pull back from everything a bit and look at basically where, where we are and like how it all started because it was never a thing I wanted to do. It was never a thing that we could, I grew up on the South side of San Antonio. Everybody that I knew was poor. We were all poor. We were on, you know, food stamps or section eight housing or whatever. That's not a job they tell you that you can do when you're there. They're like, Hey, do you want, you know, do you want to do construction over here? You want to do landscaping over there? That's pretty much it. And, or, or do you want to join the army? And so, yeah, it's, it's wild to think about. No, it is wild. It's wild to like even do like doing my little research prior to like calling you and just like reading all the things you've written for like the Bundy coloring book or even writing about hip hop in Houston. Like, I think the coolest thing about what you do is you get to write about what you love. Yeah, I think yeah that that's a that was always important to me. Um, it did that wasn't like a thing I was allowed to do early on. When you're first starting out, you just write whatever they tell you to write. Yeah. So like for example. I had a, I wrote a nightlife column for the Houston press mm -hmm. for like three or four years. And that was basically me going to a bar or a nightclub, rooting around, trying to find a good story and then writing about it. But I don't like, I don't like nightclubs. I don't drink alcohol or smoke. So I don't go to bars. It was just like a thing I was doing for, for work. But the more I did that, the like more leeway I got. And eventually I was able to wiggle my way into a spot where I could just write about the stuff that I that I liked, which is what I do now. Let's talk about the things you like. I think one of my favorite things about your Twitter is just your love for hip hop. And like a lot of the random artists you love, like, yo, of course you love the legends, the Bun B's, the Andre 3000. Like I just liked your um, your three stacks tweet. 
from International Players Anthem. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, yeah. But an artist that really caught my attention to like who you love is someone from my area, Cousin Stiz. Like, you love Cousin Stiz. And that's what made me follow. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, like this author loves Cousin Stiz. How did, like, where's that love start from? Because I think that's one of the illest things about you. I, I think with Stiz, somebody likely sent it to me on Twitter. Hey, check this out. Um, there's probably somebody else I tweeted about, some other musician. And I'm, I'm sure the way it happened is I did that. And then somebody else came and was like, oh, if you like that, that check this out. And I, ca I came across his uh, Suffolk County mixtape is the first one that I heard. And it was the exact kind of music that I, that I like. Um, it's very like aspirational inspirational um but also he was making a noise that i thought nobody else was really making at that time and it just sat in my ear the right way and that happened the uh, right when uh i signed my first full-time contract in july of 15 and then in october of 15 the place where i signed my contract got shut down so i was like out of a job immediately three months after i had started and so I was like in this weird spot and like nervous about everything. And, and I found that tape or I was listening to that tape and it just, it, he was like in the same spot in his life. It felt like, mm -hmm. like professional life. And so it was cool to just like, listen to that and feel like, oh, this guy knows exactly what I'm feeling. He says it better than I can. It feels good when he says it. Let me start listening to, to him. And then I just been following him ever since he's fucking awesome. I love, I love that, like, I, every time you tweet about him, I'm just like, wow, like, he's, you're hip, like, you know, you know everything that's fucking going on. Yeah, look, 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 we're, I'm, I'm sitting here at my desk, I have a signed copy of. Manda. Yeah, yeah, he wow. did, so Stiz did this, like, online concert, and. During COVID, you, Yeah, yeah, and if you, if you, like, bought a certain package, you got a free vinyl Ooh. album, and I was like, yeah, that's my guy, let me get it, I got that, I got a hat, I got a shirt, he's fucking cool. What other music you listen to right now? Because you, I feel like you'll go from talking about legends to different genres. Like you have a a, very, a variety of music you like. Yeah, ma mainly right now it's all rap because I'm working on the rap book, so I'm just listening to basically every every like classic album that has happened for the last thirty or so years. But also a lot of the uh, I really like a lot of the younger, newer stuff. There's this guy out of Houston. His name is Les. He spells it L E dollar sign. And he just put a tape out called Dios, D-I-O-S. He used to run. He used to run with currency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yep. And he's another one who he just makes it like a very unique kind of music that nobody else is really doing. And I like him a lot. Um, Kamaya is another one whom she makes a. You put on the Kamaya tape, and it's like, oh, this is Kamaya. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. And, yeah. Um, so she's really good too. Uh, Tierra Whack. I still listen to her tape from a couple of years ago. That, that you know, the, what was it? A uh, Whack World. It was like 15 minutes long or something like that. Every song was one minute. Um, it's great. Man, I probably could talk music with you forever, which is crazy because like, yeah, that's one. That's one thing. Like, I, I like I, I learned to love about you first. Like when I started following you, and it's crazy. I didn't even know I owned your books. Like, that happens a lot. That happens a lot. <laughs> I didn't even put that yeah. together. Like I'm following you on Twitter, just liking your tweets, blah, blah, blah. And then I, um, you tweet, I think, cause I already owned the, I owned the rapping things booked already. I think you had just put a, you put out a book in 2019. That I Last year was the movie book. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I, 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 I buy it off Amazon cause I'm following you. I love what you're doing. I'm just like, holy shit. Wait a minute. Yeah. That moment I put it together, that, that must happen a lot for you though. Clearly, yeah. Reactions. Yeah, it does. It happens a bunch and it makes me happy because I like when people buy the books. It's very helpful. It's very, very helpful. What's your, what's your favorite book that you've done so far? I don't like any of them, honestly. This is like a thing that happens when you write is while you're working on a thing, it's the best thing that you've ever done and it's awesome and it's great. And then as soon as you turn it in, as soon as you turn it in, as soon as I turn it in, I'm like, oh God, that was, that's terrible. That's the worst thing I've ever written. I hate it. I mean, I don't go back and reread anything. Really? Just, as soon as, I, yeah, as soon as I turn it in, it's done. With the books, you have to reread them for like fact checking and, uh, you know, proofreading and things like that. But that's before it comes out. But once it comes out, I, I haven't opened the music book. I mean, the, the movie book. I haven't opened the basketball book. I haven't opened rap and other thing. I mean, uh, excuse me, the rap yearbook since I wrote it a few years ago. I just, 
don't touch it. So my favorite one right now is rapping to other things because that's the one I'm working on right now. It's fucking awesome. It's the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> Tell me more about it. Um, it's just, it's, it's a similar conceit to the, uh, to basketball and other things or movies and other things. Every chapter is a different, uh, question that needs to be answered. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by the end of the chapter, you, you answer the question and that's really all that it is. It's basically just an, uh, just a, it's like a tricky way for me to write about all the stuff and rap that I, that I like or have enjoyed. I'm, re- I'm excited to read it. I've like the basketball things book was like, I learned so much information just off reading it. And it's like, I think your writing style is my favorite because it just comes from a place of like, you can tell you genuinely love it. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the only way that it works for me. Uh, I, you know, again, I mentioned I, I've written about stuff that I haven't necessarily cared about and it's, it's just not as fun, mm-hmm. but also if you're working on a book, you're going to spend you know, in one way or another, about two years of your life with it. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of time. Uh, it does. It, it just doesn't work that well. I think if it's something you don't enjoy already, like there's some stuff that I like, but I don't like truly, truly care or like love it in a, in the kind of way you need to like football for is a perfect example. I like football. I watch football every week. I keep up with my favorite teams but I could never write a football book because I just don't care about it the way that I care about rap or the way that I care about basketball or, or movies or TV. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, I feel like when it comes to sports, there's always one sport you love more than others. And for me, it also would be basketball. So I get it. I like football. It's cool. You know, yeah, it, I'm a exactly. fan, so I've been blessed to see a lot of championships, but like the way I love basketball, it just, it's, it's just different. I get it. Yeah. Every time I tweet about something, I was just tweeting today about Eddie Guerrero, who's like one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I, I tweet that and then everybody's like, or not everybody, but a few people are like, oh, wrestling and other things or the wrestling book, when are we gonna get that? But I don't, I couldn't write that because I don't love it that way. I don't have that history. You need that history with it. You, you need to have grown up with a thing, I feel like, or you know, for the type of writing that I do, you need to have grown up with it. You need to be able to like, have little tiny things that you can only know if you were following it at the time, that sort of shit. So no, that makes sense. I mean, if you're not, if your heart's not in it, it's not going to be a great product and you don't want to, you know, let that's your, what I feel like, yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to short yourself. So that definitely makes sense. And I appreciate that you wouldn't do something like that. Cause it'd be an easy cash grab for sure, but your heart wouldn't be in it. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. What's your, what's been your favorite basketball off season move in basketball so far? And look, can we talk about how weird this offseason is? It feels like it's a week and then we're back and back. It's, it's, it's fast. So bizarre. It's fast, yeah. They, somebody was just talking about that. For, for LeBron James, it's going to be like 70 days between games. I think like for, 77. For Kevin Durant, it's 500 and something days between games. Like it's, it's wild. But my favorite offseason thing that has happened so far is the one that's happening right now with James Harden and the Houston Rockets, where it's just like falling apart i love it I like, just right love it. Like, it's, it's, like, he returned, like yo he's definitely staying in houston it's like yo he hasn't practiced he's with a little baby right now i don't i don't know he's what's gonna right now. i don't know what's gonna happen but it's it's interesting to watch everything that pops up with his name on it are the houston rockets i want to i want to see where in a, in a like where do you think he should, he goes you think he do you think they should keep him in houston try it again run it back him John Wall, or do you think they should just let it go, trade him? I, I, I have no idea. I think that depends on how he's feeling about things. If he wants to play in Houston, if he's just sort of like in a frustrated space right now, maybe he needs a, a couple weeks to get his feet under him, but then he wants to eventually go back and play in Houston. I think that would be a good team to, to have. You know, If you have James Harden on your team, you're making it in the playoffs. You're making it probably past the first round Ooh. at least. So you know, give it a shot if he wants to. But if he doesn't want to be there, there's not a lot you can do with that other than get him out of there. Would you, how, how would you feel about him going to the Nets? Do you think that like puts another asterisk next to Kevin Durant's career? Or like, we're like, you know I mean? That's a, that's a wild super team. Him, Kyrie, and potentially James, like that'd be crazy. That would be, that would be wild. I don't think that you could put an asterisk next to KD for that one um, because he was there first. That's true. So it's, you know, it's his spot. It's him and it's him and Kyrie together. If James Harden jumps in, then I think that burden falls on James Harden. 
Very true. I'm excited to see what happens with this NBA season. I'm, this is probably the most excited I've been for basketball. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously coming off the LeBron championship, congratulations to him. But it's like, these teams are stacked now. Yeah, a couple of them are. A couple of them are. I, I want to I see LeBron do it again. I want to see him get to six just because everybody's going to fucking lose their mind. I'm going to, when he gets to six, because I feel like it'll happen, I'm going to tweet this clip and be like, he said it first. <laughs> he said it was going to happen. <laughs> Let's talk about one of your, your, uh, your the newest things you're working on. Uh, you have your own publishing company. Tell us about that. Yeah, Halfway Books. I got a hoodie on right here. My Halfway Books hoodie. Halfway Books is this pretend publishing company that I created just because I was bored and I was working on the rap book. Again, I'm going to keep saying it. And working on a book is a very lonely process. You sit with everything by yourself for a lot of months. And then eventually you start emailing with your editor. But I thought it would be cool to have some other people who are working on a big rap project that I could email with at the same time. And so I started Halfway Books and I hired some people, five different people to write about uh, a rap album. Each person was um, just picking an album that they that they love or that they cared a great deal about, which is what we have been when been talking about. That's my favorite kind of writing to read is when somebody really cares about something and they can engage with it in like a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I hired these five people. Um, Andreas Hale, I hired him. He wrote about Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. John Morrison wrote about uh, The Roots, Do You Want More? Um, Fulamusu Bengora wrote about Little Kim's Hardcore. Siobhan Chapman, she wrote about Biggie's Life After Death. And Taylor Crumpton wrote about Big Tuck's Purple Hulk. All very they, like, great albums, by the way. Uh, they're all wonderful albums. But again, these were albums that meant something uh, meaningful to each person. So they spent uh, you know two months or something writing a, a 3,000 word essay that we built up to make it look like a proper book, like an ebook that you would have on your Kindle or iPad or whatever. And they came out last week and the, the, the sales are going well and it's been really cool to watch. I feel like your best ideas come from when you're bored, which is interesting. Yeah, definitely. I, I, all of this stuff is like, you know, I just want to do some shit sometimes and I, it doesn't work every single time, but when it does work, it usually works out okay. I feel like, you know, New York's best, best selling Obama. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's going all right. I think it's going it's okay. Good. It's going okay. It's going okay. Let first reaction when you saw Obama mention your book. Uh, I thought it was fake. It was the first <laughs> thing I thought. I said, this, this is somebody Photoshopped this. This is clearly fake. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I was sitting on my couch watching TV, uh, just sort of minding my business. My phone buzzed. I looked, I saw the thing. I was like, no, nah, that's not real. I opened it, looked at the picture uh, or looked at like the actual page. I said, no, haha, good joke. And then I put it down and then it buzzed again and then again, and then it just started going fucking nuts. And I said, let me see if this is actual real thing. And I looked on his um, actual real Facebook page, like the verified one, a Twitter account, whatever. And I saw it on there and then I was like, oh fuck, that's crazy. That's that, really crazy. That is, that's one of the biggest flexes you can have. So be <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. A bunch of my friends are, are writers at this point. They're all, they will have written books or will write books that will be on the bestseller list. So we all can be like, oh, we all wrote a bestseller, but there's only like, I only know one other person who was also on the list. You know what I'm saying? That's like a, an extra card I get to play. That's I got a finals MVP trophy. Yes. We all won a championship, but I got this, you know what I'm saying? That's how it, that's how it felt um, after the initial sort of shock. That's so it's interesting just like watching your current hold, like following you on Twitter and just seeing things happen organically. One of my, I told one of my friends, uh, BZ, that I was interviewing you. He's like, yep. She said like, he has like one of the most loyal Twitter fan bases. Let's talk about another thing that you do well. You understand Twitter and you just, how did we get here? Like you have your, your whole, your, your own, sorry, my cat's my cash trying to get camera, but you have your whole your own army. Like one thing that comes up when you search your name is the whole the FOH Twitter. Fuck out of here, army. Does, does it does it come up? That's I, funny. It's on your Wikipedia. It's on your Google search. That's wild. I never I never Google my name, ever, ever. I refuse to do it because it's I'm I'm very rarely gonna find like nice things. 
Really? I mean, there are going to be nice things out there, but whatever, that's not a way to say it. Um, the nice things you read them and it's like, oh, that's cool. But if you read a mean thing, that one for some reason really sticks to you. You should read Wikipedia. It's actually really like extensive. Like it's, it's, I don't, a- don't want to read it. I don't want to read it at all. Um, but that's, that's cool that it comes up the the FOH army thing that start that started again as a, like a joke. I was, I was like, uh, in the middle of trying to get people to buy the rap year book. This was 2015 or so. Um, the book was doing better than anybody thought it was going to do. We thought it was going to sell, you know, a few hundred, maybe a thousand, 2000 copies the first week. And it started to pick up, pick up steam on Twitter. I could feel it happening. I started seeing more and more screenshots of people saying they bought it. And then I saw like one day we sold out, uh, we sold out on Amazon. They were like, we ran Amazon. said we ran out of books. We got to get some more in. What's that? Amazon can run out of books. That's a thing. Yeah. They only buy a certain number. Gotcha. And, and then they sell those and then they order more. So they sold out whatever small number was that they ordered. And then I was like, oh, well, here, go to Barnes and Noble and buy them from there. And then Barnes and Noble sold out. And then we went to this to like, we started hitting the indie bookstores, Books a Million. And then they like, their website crashed from the, the sales. Oh, and somebody made a joke on Twitter about how it, this was like a, like a shitty little army going around causing trouble at these various spots. And that's where the name came from. And then it just sort of, grew into what it is now, which is like a few more people, but also we're doing a bunch of charity stuff, which I think is cool. And that's really what it is. Hey, I was, I was actually going to mention charity too, because I've noticed that, you know, you're always Venmoing people. You're always having like doing GoFundMe. Let's talk about that aspect of your work too. Like your mm-hmm. back aspect. Yeah. What do you want to know about it? How, again, like, how did you start that? Obviously it didn't come from being bored. Like, What's that one did come from being bored. No way. Um, yeah. Or like a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke more than anything else. This is exactly what happened. I mentioned that I signed a contract in July 15 and then October 15, the place closed. Right. But because it was ESPN after the place where I was working closed, ESPN said, you have eight more months on your contract. You can either just sit back in the background and, and we'll pay you every two weeks and you don't really got to do anything. Mm-hmm. or we can let you out of your contract and you can go work somewhere else. And I said, well, I think I like that eight months of not doing anything. So let me do that. And so I did that. But after like week four, I was bored as shit and I wanted to be writing. I wasn't doing anything. And so me and this guy, Arturo Torres, who does all the illustrations for the books, uh, I hit him up. I said, Hey, I want to do a newsletter, like a free newsletter, just cause I feel like writing, but I can't, write for another place because I won't get paid through my ESPN contract. Do you want to do this with me? He said, yeah, let's do it. We started the uh, basketball newsletter. It was supposed to just be this small thing, but very quickly it got like 30,000 followers, 30 something thousand subscribers or whatever. And because I was doing it for free, every once in a while people would be like, Hey, let me, you know, let me pay five bucks or let me pay 10 bucks or a dollar or whatever. And that happened a bunch of times over the first few weeks. And so uh, the fourth issue, I think it was, I put a, a donation button in there. I'm like, okay, everybody keeps saying you want to pay for the newsletter, mm-hmm. donate some money here if you want. And they went out and I wasn't thinking much of it. I, I was like, you know, whatever, whatever, maybe a couple hundred bucks, but very quickly we got like a few thousand dollars in there. And I was like, oh shit, this is nuts. Uh, I gave some of the money to Arturo and then we donated the rest to this woman's shelter in Dallas that Arturo had spent some time in as a, as a kid with his mom. And that's we sent the money. Yeah. We, we sent the money there. And then I like updated everybody on the next issue. Here's the money that we got. Here's what we did with it. Ha ha ha. We didn't, you know, whatever. And then everybody made a big fuss about it uh, on Twitter. Um, and then a couple of weeks later I did it again. And then immediately everyone was like, Oh, where are you going to donate it to this time? And it just became like a thing people were expecting us to do. Mm-hmm. So we just, we just fucking kept on doing it. And it got, it just gets bigger and bigger as we go. Like that first one was, I think that first donation was like 2000 bucks or whatever, two or $3,000. It wasn't a, a, a ton, but like, like a year or two later, we did it like 130 something thousand dollars at once or like it comes fast now, you know what I'm saying? And it just gets bigger and faster and more aggressive and, and it's cool. You during the pandemic, we've already donated in cash since March 12th, something like three hundred and eighty-two thousand dollars of just like straight, 
money to people or places. If you do the entirety of like all of the donations, it's well over $600,000 at this point. It's like, it's crazy to think about. I hope that's on the Wikipedia page. Somebody put that on there. <laughs> I'm very sure it's somewhere on there. Okay, good, good, Wikipedia good. Wikipedia page is long. Is it? It's I, awesome. You need to read it. <laughs> I hope they say I'm super handsome on there. Put that on there if you can. Let me, let's see. Just search for the word handsome. If it doesn't come up, I'm going to be sad. All right. I'm, like I'm doing command F right now. Let's see. Yeah. No handsome. Sorry. Damn. See, Tim that's Duncan. why I don't look. That's why I don't Google my own name. That's why Tim I don't look. Comes up, though. Tim Duncan comes up. J. Cole comes up. Trump that's fine. <laughs> Trump comes but no up. handsome. <laughs> no handsome. But you know Wait, what? Tr you said Trump comes up? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. In a good way, though, it just, they just mentioned how you, every so often, let, let, let your fuck Trump go, tweets go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I appreciate, by the way. And I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of other followers do, too. Me, too. I appreciate it, too. The funniest thing on your Wikipedia, though, I had to mention it because I was just telling um, I was just telling Manal, my girlfriend, about it. Uh, your dog's name comes up. Like, towards the end, it's like, oh, by the way, he has a bulldog named Younger Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? This is this is gonna this is gonna blow your mind. I don't think I ever said this before. That's not even his real name. It's What's not. It's name? like a, it's. A, I'm not gonna tell you his real name. You're not supposed to share your pet's real name on the internet because then if someone tries to steal them, they know the dog's name. Huh. So I've never said this dog's name in real life. Um, only to him in real life. Younger Jeezy was like a. Again, it was just a joke. It was like one time. One time there was a stray dog in the neighborhood. And he was hanging out in front of our house. Maybe mm -hmm. he could like sense good dog vibes. So we, we like invited him in, gave him some food and water while we contacted the owner. And we named that dog Stray Z. And so it was Stray Z and Younger Jeezy. And they were like best friends for a few hours, maybe like a day or two. That's and, then we went, and, then when the, the, and then when we had to give him back to the owners, I was super sad about it. I was like really sad. Part of me wanted them to never come, but they did. I'm Stray Z, I, I hope. He or she. I hope he's great. Right, I hope he's having a great, a great night. Me too. Let's talk about something. Uh, people you tweet about all the time. You have, you have a beautiful wife, three kids. Yeah. Like I, I'm a father as well. It's a, it's an amazing lesson. Let's talk about like just you know balancing. You got into writing essentially to provide for them, and it blew up into something even yeah. amazing. like that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many kids do you have? I just have one son. Oh yeah. How old is he? He's turning two in April. Oh, you still got a little baby, baby. Oh, he's a suit. He's a, he's a big, he's a baby. He's like, right. he's like currently hitting people at his daycare. They, they yeah. sent a letter to, to me on, on Friday. That sounds right. Mine oh, are, no, I'm brand. I'm, I'm proud. Mine are, uh, the twins are 13, identical twin boys, 13 oh. years old. And they're already, you know, up here with me, bigger feet, bigger hands. They're cool. They're just like cooler than I am, which is great to watch. And then the, the younger son. The baby, he is eight years old. Wow, and please. Yeah, that's my little homie. But it's cool. It's cool. As far as balancing, it's like it was it was really difficult in the beginning because I was working full time. Mm -hmm. So it was like I leave for to teach from I don't know, like six thirty in the morning. I have to leave the house. And then I teach until three fifteen, three thirty. And then I have whatever practice after that because I'm coaching the I was coach of the basketball team or the football team or the soccer team or the track team. So all year I have like practice until six or so. And then I get home six 30 and then like I have to, you know, spend some time with the kids. So they know what I look like. And then I go off to write for the rest of the night. And that was when it was difficult, but now it's much easier because now it's like, this is all I do during the day. So when they're at school, I'm at work. And then when they come home, I come home, you know what I'm saying? So I get up in the morning with them give them a hug, kiss their little heads, send them out the door. Laramie drops them off at school. I go to the office. This is a pre-pandemic. And then before they come home from school or right around the same time, I leave the office and be there with them. Do they read your books? Do they know, do they know that you're cool? No, they think I'm the dorkiest person in the world. Really? They're not, in, they're not interested in any of this stuff. They were never, the only time they were impressed, it didn't matter when like, Obama tweeted about me. It didn't matter when The Rock tweeted about me. It didn't matter when Missy Elliott tweeted about me. It didn't matter that they could walk into a bookstore and see my name up on a big thing with like all of my books. 
It didn't matter. I was on the bed. The only time they were ever impressed was when they saw that I was verified on Instagram. And wow. then they were like, whoa, this is crazy, dad. But like, that was the only time, the only time. Be it, besides that, no, I'm just, I'm just dad. That's cool though. Yeah, I, pr- I like it. I prefer it that way. They don't, they, don't, they don't care about any of that stuff, which is good. That's hilarious though. Like all, all the crazy accolade, accolades, it was, the, it was the blue check on Instagram that did for them. That's it. I don't know why. I didn't even know they were on Instagram, but apparently they are. That's awesome, man. God bless. Shout out to, shout out to, shout out to the family. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, love, I, love, I love when you tweet about them. It, I don't know. It's wholesome. Yeah. Those are, those are, that's the team right there. Those are, the, those are my guys. No, I didn't expect this conversation to go ask movies as well. I was really nervous going to this. I'm being super honest with you. I was like, I don't know. I've like, I didn't even think you would do this. So like, this is. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I've done enough of them. We're going to be fine. No, and you're good. at You're good at it too. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so when are we getting, when are we getting the book officially? Like, is there like any, any like estimate? Oh uh, yeah. Wrap and other things. It will be out in October of. 2021 yeah so if you know less than a year away I'm, I'm plowing through it now I've been working on it for the last year or so when you start writing about these albums and like you know you're you're, you're talking about these, do the artists reach out to you do you ever get a chance to sit down with them talk to them or like have they hit you yeah. up the bookshop no nah that don't really happen too much. it happens every once in a while um but it's usually it's usually not like hey let's talk it's more like Oh, I'm in this thing. You know what I'm saying? I remember one time somebody sent me a, a screenshot of, it was like a thing that Puff Daddy had posted at mm-hmm. his house and the rap book was on his bookshelf. It's stuff like that more than anything else. Or like a, an NBA player will, if there's a picture of them in the book, they'll tweet something like that. But it's never, hey, let's, let's talk about this stuff. I'm, I, I'm not so interested in that. You know, I'm, try, I'm not trying to be friends with, with all these people. I just like to celebrate them from afar what is your favorite album of all time my favorite album of all time jesus uh i don't know i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna say just because i have been listening to it because i've been writing about her for the book super duper fly by missy elliott is is that's in the that's that's in the running so i'll pick that one that's like one of my five favorite albums ever really what about the album is like I love, by the way, I love Missy Elliott. She followed me mm-hmm. back on Twitter maybe a year ago and it's still like one of the coolest. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> happens to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, like that. I like that album a lot because this is what we were talking about before, but she was making a sound that I had not heard mm-hmm. ever. And I liked that part of it. I thought she was cool. I thought her, the videos for the, the album when they came out, it was like unlike anything we had ever seen. And then you start, you start, learning about this person, reading whatever's been written about them, reading their stories, listening to all their other albums. And she just had like this really, I thought, interesting story. Um, one of my favorite like Missy Elliott anecdotes is the, the one about before she had done Super Duper Fly, she was like ghostwriting or, or like songwriting for different tracks. She wrote this one song for, I think it was Raven Simone when she was a kid rapper what? and yeah she, so she wrote a song she did the song with raven simone but when it came time to do the video they didn't invite missy to do her part they had somebody else lip sync her parts for him it was a smaller woman with lighter skin and they told her afterward you know we we couldn't have you on there because you don't look the way we need you to look and it was like a very devastating thing for her as i imagine something like that would be mm-hmm. um, so she's just sort of disappeared into the background and was and was working behind everything but when she came and she made her video or her album the first single that they put out was super duper fly i mean uh the rain mm-hmm. from that album and like the whole video the whole everything is like her exaggerating all of the features that they said were bad about her and then just the lyrics are her reiterating over and over again how great she is i'm fly i'm super duper fly super duper fly like I thought that was, that's fucking cool to do stuff like that. And then her whole career has been like that. She's obviously, she's like a legitimate genius. Like she got tested when she was in school and got a genius score. Like, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You should, you should read up on her or just read the rap book. Cause it's all in there. October. Got you. 
October. October 20th. I'm All the stuff I just said is going to be in the book. I didn't, I didn't, and I, I like to think I know a lot about artists. I did not know the, that though. Holy shit. The, that's the crazy thing about working on the, the books because you think you know a lot about like whatever your, whatever your absolute favorite thing is. Mm-hmm. Who's your, like, who's your favorite musician? Just what, as an example. Uh, Kanye. He's probably my favorite rapper of all time. Okay, Kanye. So how old is Kanye West? He's like, what, I think like 43. So you don't even know. You're guessing at it already. This is your favorite musician of all time. You don't know. You're uncertain how old he is. 43, holy shit. So you have to look it up right now just to make sure, right? But that's the, but that's the point. Like even the, whoever it is you love the most, um, an album that you care about the most, you don't know enough about it right now to write a book about them. So while you're working on this, you learn so much stuff. You learn a crazy amount of stuff, which is like, that's really fun to me. And that's my, that's honestly been the favorite, my favorite part about reading the books. Like the, I, I own the original rap book. I was working at Urban Outfitters and bought it oh, yeah, yeah. with my discount. Cause I was like, this is like the only thing in, cause I, I don't, I, I was working there. I was like, I don't really like anything we sell. So I don't use yeah. my <laughs> And I see this book. I'm like, holy shit, it's about rap. This is, this yeah. is okay, okay, I'm gonna buy it. And I just learned so much. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is like your writing style, like, like I always talk about how much I like your writing style, but just like the little small things that no one would ever, you to even think about that you put into it is like amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, no, nah, of course, man, uh, you do good work. You do really good work, like really, really good work. And it's the way you love hip hop is like amazing because it's uh, there's only but so many amazing writers, I feel like, and there's not so many people who drop books like what you're doing. So I feel like you're leading something important i feel like i want to see what comes next from like i want shit, i want to see what comes next too <laughs> it just is exciting to see and it's like i feel like you're really just getting started i hope so which I is mean, the biggest part about it all for how yeah. long you've been active i feel like you're still just really getting started you're still getting your feet wet i just want to get real rich and then disappear I fuck with that's that. my that's my goal that's all i'm aiming for so that's what i'm chasing so after. i feel like Everything, no Twitter, no nothing. Nothing, just gone. What happened to Shay? Where did Shay go? He used to fucking tweet a hundred times a day, and now he just disappeared. That's what I want to have happen. Is he dead? Did he die? I'm That's cool what I that want. Happening? If you pop up with a book like ten years later, and it just about like one what I, you took. That's what I just want. I want to like disappear, and then I come back, and I've got a giant beard and like a turtleneck, and I've been living on a on a mountain where it's really cold, and I've got a drinking problem. And I was okay. like, here's a new book. And then I disappear again. That's I can fuck with that. That's what I want. That's like a wild, like, that's a wild, like, part of the career. I'm ready for this. Yeah. Not, I, don't know. I need the rap book to drop in 2021. I need a few more things before that. I need, yeah. I need to sell a lot of books for, to, for that to be the case. I'm way, I'm way far away, but eventually. Hopefully. It's going to happen. I hope so. I know so. I, I'm telling you, like, just as as it from a follower standpoint, every time you you put a goal up, you always kill it. So, oh, that's it? not true. I I miss out on a lot of stuff. I feel like you don't. But everybody just grabs onto the stuff that doesn't. Like, who cares about a loss? You know, they just want to celebrate the wins. That's the internet for you. Yeah, but but that's cool. Like, you know, um, I think that's the tricky part though about being on the internet mm-hmm. is if you're watching from the other side of it. Usually you only see like the highlights, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, you miss all of the other, all of the other shit. Like I remember when, um, when I saw the TV show a couple of years ago, sitcom, right? It, it's sitcom. And everybody was like, Oh, this is great. This is crazy. This is crazy. And then like the sitcom just sort of disappeared and nobody, nobody cared. Like who cares? Who cares that it went away? We don't care. You know what I'm saying? But if you were only looking at like from afar, all you saw is, oh, this guy sold a TV show and then that was it. And then you assume everything went great, but it, you know, it didn't. It's like that with a lot of stuff. With the books, I pitch books. They don't get picked up. I pitch ideas. They don't get picked up. It's just like, that's part of the process. Damn. Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. That does make sense. What, yeah. it just, the sitcom just disappeared? That's all we can say about that? It just- yeah. Well, no, it, I mean, I like that's what it looked like on the internet. But the but what ended up happening is, is they like passed on it. ABC passed on it, and then, you know, like you can sell it again later on, I guess, if you want. But I didn't want to do that. I wasn't interested in that. Um, so it just went away, and it's like 
all right, let's do another one. I sold it. I sold another one last year. Yep. Nobody, nobody even heard about that one, but what was it, you know, it was a basketball show and, but it didn't get picked up. Okay. So the way, the way that like TV works is these places will buy a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and then you write a script and then they pick like the scripts that they like, and then they make those ones. And so like a lot of people will sell the show. Very few people will like actually make a show. Um, but like that, that's what, that's the thing that I'm, that I'm saying, like nobody saw, nobody sees the losses or nobody cares about the losses as much. So if you're only watching from afar, you don't know about that part. It can start to eat at you a little bit. I know sometimes I see good things happening for other people. And just because I know from working in the industry, I know, oh, that person like probably fucked up 10 times before they got this one good thing to happen. So it's easy to process. But if nobody, if you don't know that part and you're just like, damn, everybody else seems like they're winning all the time and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? It might, it might get to you a little bit. I mean, honestly though, I feel like when people hear that clip, it's going to make me feel better about the things they do miss out on because, you know, coming from you, someone who's established, you take L's too. And it makes us feel more human. Yeah. I hope so. Like, like that's the, that's the point. That's like, that's like a good way to approach it. There's like a very, a very easy example to understand is that like, if I'm writing stuff every week, I'm pitching stuff. And most of the time they're telling me, no, somebody's telling me no for something. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing this for years and I've got, as you mentioned, books on the bestseller list and, but it doesn't matter because here's the idea now and they don't want it. So they keep it moving. Damn. That's a great, that's like, that was a great way to end the sentence. Holy shit. There you go. Wow. I feel better about my losses now. Thank you, Shay. There you go. What are, what are you working on right now? What's the plan? Uh, so I've been, um, I just opened up studio. I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. We opened up a studio in uh, Rhode Island, a music studio. A lot of my homies record and need a, need a place. I run a website called The Daily Note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hip hop blog, we posting music, videos, all that. Uh, this series we're doing is kicking it. I like just interviewing People that I look look up to, whether it's rappers, producers, authors now, uh, marketing agency firm owners, like just people that do really cool shit that I don't, that I want to learn more about. I feel like in this age of the internet, you don't really get to talk to people as much, especially people that you'll never get to meet. So this is kind of my way of talking to people I look up to. In interview form, it's weird. I don't know. Uh, That's what's up. We've been doing merch, just kind of like getting my feet wet. Just been doing a bunch of shit. 2020 was a year I just kind of got out my comfort zone and tried a bunch of stuff. Like I started making clothes, the clothes do well. I started kind of shooting my shots more to interviews. And so a lot of the times no one ever responds. Today it worked out. So <laughs> kind of working on just building my resume. I love, I love talking to people. I love, I love this culture. I love music. And I, yeah. Well, there you go. Chase it down. I'm trying, man. I, uh, I I hope to get a lot more interviews with notable people and just kind of get information that other people don't get. You know, like I watch a lot of interviews. I feel like it's always the same five questions. I feel like yeah. people don't dig as much. So that's kind of what I would love to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just, you know, lead, lead great conversation. That's like one thing I really enjoy, like about Twitter. You can start a, a one question concerns to a lot of dialogue and you just learn a lot of stuff. And that's kind of what I like about where the internet is. Besides yeah. all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to ignore all that part. Absolutely. But like, yeah, I'm just working on that, working on building building the resume. Hopefully, you know, someone cool offers me a position somewhere at like a complex or some shit. This is me manifesting that. Yeah. You go from there. I'm still young, 25. So, you know, I, I got a lot of time to just perfect this. Who who does the, the like job that you want to do eventually? Uh, like people I look to, uh, I'd probably say like, like, uh, DJ Academics, Wayno, Sway, all the guys are hot 97, Charlemagne the God. I think Charlemagne the God has the job that I would love because he just does everything. He does the radio and then he'll turn around and do a movie, turn around, start his own company, like things like that. But they just yeah, yeah, yeah. love and they just kind of, again, direct conversation and culture. And they have an opinion that matters. Um, Sway is my favorite interviewer. He's a, he's so like- a- for rap stuff, I, because I'm working on the book, I'm watching like whatever interviews through with whatever people, but he's my favorite one. He's so good. He's so like smooth with everything, you know, everybody, a few, a few minutes in, you could tell how comfortable the other person is there because it's always a weird thing to get interviewed. Yeah, uh, I believe it. 
but he he sets a nice table for everyone. Love Sway. I um other interviewers I really love. I love Angie Martinez. She is like Angie Martinez is also very good. You just it's the voice, yo. She sounds like a really like nice Spanish aunt. You know, it's amazing. Like she just it's it's comforting when you like listening to Angie Martinez. Yeah, she's good. She I went on an Angie Martinez um, down an Angie Martinez rabbit hole when I was doing the Missy stuff because then I got to the Ladies Night song and amazing. she was on that one. And then I was like, let me read about all of these people. And I went down her thing. Like she's really, she's really good. There's just like so many people I look to that that just do this well. There's a there's there's two guys at Complex who are really good. Um, I guess they bounce around a little bit, maybe. But uh, Brandon Jenkins, Jinx, Jinx is, is the guy. He's really, really good. And yeah. Speedy, Speedy Mormon, also who is just awesome. fucking so charming. Those, those two guys are like, they just sort of, you get them on camera and they're, you just want to watch all of the stuff that they're going to say or do. And they know their shit. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. They know their oh. shit. There's a lot of people who like get these positions and like, you know, they don't really know what they're talking about or they're just not, I just feel like they don't love this culture as much. So I, mm-hmm. I love seeing people like like the Jinxes, like the like the Waynos on Everyday Struggle, even Joe Budden. Like I love seeing these guys talk music because you can tell they just love it so fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So much. Well, um, there you go. That's gonna be you one day. You said it, not me. And then I'm gonna be tweeting at you saying, "Hey, can I come on your show?" And sort of crossing my fingers, hoping you say yes. Listen, That's we can. Whenever <laughs> you comes, you can come as much as you like. Trust there me. you go. There oh, you go. I think Dito Samaritsu, I'd be, I'd feel crazy not mentioning them. And I just watched that you, you on that show as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different thing. That's like, that's a whole different, that's a late night. They're like late night TV hosts now, like legit, like legit TV hosts. When the, when the movie book was coming out, my publisher was asking, what are the like goals that you want to accomplish as far as, as far as the uh, media stuff, you have to do like a ton of interviews when the book comes out and be on different shows and this, that. And they asked, you know, do you want to do TV stuff? And I was like, I want to just, I want to do Jesus and Meryl. Just get me on that show. That was that's, it. The one I, that's the one I want to be on. Uh, above all of the other ones, get me on that one. And then like the publisher, this is how cool they are. The publisher reached out to the, whoever runs the show for them. And they were like, nah, no, thanks. Not interested. And, or, or didn't get a response at all. And then like Jesus and Meryl were like, you should come on the show. Just come on. And then like, can you be in New York the next day? This other, this guy named Tommy hit me up on text. They're like, hey, can you come tomorrow? You want to come tomorrow? And I was like, I'll fucking be there. They flew me up there, put me in a nice hotel. It was great. But they were just like the nicest guys in the world, which was one, which was wonderful. I was really excited about that one. I met them when they came. They, they were on tour. They came to Providence to a venue called The Strand. And they did a meet and greet. And I hold shows at The Strand. So like, I get to like meet everyone that comes through and just so nice they were they were super nice asking me what i was working on i was telling them how much of a fan i am because these again these are just guys i used to watch on twitter i literally watched it from twitter grow into mm-hmm. the illustrious late night show and it just like it's things like that are just inspirational just to see people who are good at what they do like what they do get opportunities like that and knock it out the park it just it's beautiful yeah they they were they are exactly as charming in real life as they are on TV, which is a really hard thing to do. Most of the times you meet a person and they're like, they're just not interested in being charming when the camera's not on. These guys were just built that way. That's just how they are. And it's great. All right. Before we wrap this conversation up, by the way, again, thank you so much for doing this. This was really fun for me. Me too. What, what, what would be, yeah, what would be like the one song you listen to every day? Like your inspirational song. Like for me, a song I play every morning would be Every Season by Stiz, Off Manda. What is your mm-hmm. song that you have to listen to every day that gets you in the right state of mind? You know what it is? It's not even a rap song. It's it, the be, song. it can be any song. Okay, well, good. Then it's this song called Alone Together by Chet Baker. Chet Baker is a jazz musician who I really, really like. Mm-hmm. And... That's the one song that I think I listen to more than any other song. But let me, I'm going to, because there's a way to like check this now because of, because of uh, the internet. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. Let me pull this uh... Yeah. Well, I use Apple. So I'm just going to go to Apple 
top 25 most played songs. Oh, it's Tierra Whack. Hey! Tierra Whack is number one. She has a song called Black Nails. Uh, that's, the, that's my most listened to song. And then, and then it's Alone by Chet Baker. And then it's Freddie Freeloader by Miles Davis. And then number okay. four, Show You the Way, Thundercat. And then, but, the, but not the regular version, the Chop Not Slot version that OG Ronsi and DJ Candlestick did. Oh, and, you then, and then another Chet Baker song, How High the Moon. Those are my, my five songs I listen to, have listened to more than any other songs uh, this past year. The range is incredible. Yeah, I like to write to like a certain kind of music. I just needed to be in the background, not taking up any real space. And those are songs. I think if you listen to something enough times, you can sort of turn your brain off when it comes on and focus on something else. Yeah, um, yeah. like background music, but like really good background music. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Makes sense. I want to thank you so much for doing this. This was a great conversation. I learned a lot. You're the man. You should know that. Like, honestly, you read your Wikipedia. I would never. I would never read my Wikipedia page ever. Never. I would never. I would never Google my name. I would never read that that page. Wait. Do you do you ever search your name up on Twitter? No. Don't God do, no. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. God no. There's no, there's no, no good can come of it. If yeah, somebody's I, gonna say something nice about you, they're usually gonna tag you in it anyway. Yeah. And when they don't tag you, is usually when the mean stuff is there, and I don't want to. I was gonna say don't. I don't want to. <laughs> Twitter's a very mean fucking place. If you're not gonna read anywhere but yourself, make sure it's not Twitter. It's a fucking yeah. place. People are brutal. And, and, and if somebody's listening to this, don't do the thing where you like screenshot a mean thing somebody said to you about you and send it to you and be like, thoughts, comment on this. Like, no, there's a reason I didn't, I didn't tweet see about that. Or there's a reason I didn't see it. I don't want to see it. Don't bring, don't bring that evil to my doorstep. Fair enough. I'll make, I'll make sure I never do that to you, bro. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course. Yo, thank you so much, man. Enjoy the rest of your night. I look forward to reading the, the book 21 and just seeing all your funny tweets. All right, homie. Be safe. You too, boss. Have a good one.